A mindset is like glasses. It's the lens through which you see the world. Results may vary is a podcast and a community to help you design your life. Through our work in the fields of design, innovation, and executive coaching, Chris, Katya, and I have learned that the creative problem-solving strategies we use to help organizations tackle tough challenges apply to people challenges, too. The design process is universal. Gaining empathy and taking action is useful for every industry and individual alike. Our hope is that by sharing stories from people who've designed their own lives in unique ways, that you can take what's useful and apply it on your own. So tune in, take note, try an experiment, and then try another. We're all born creators, and every day is a whole new chance to create. Today, we're thrilled to introduce you to Katya Verison, an incredible woman who's not only the first guest of our Results May Vary relaunch and new season, she's also our new co-host. Katya brings her big belief in the power of design and the power of the individual. With Diane von Furstenberg calling her the fairy godmother of Silicon Valley, Katya's passion is helping ambitious leaders achieve their full human potential by teaching them the mindset for growing their own internal and external power. And now we get to learn from her too. Let's meet Katya and listen in as she shares more about how you can approach life through the lens of abundance and choice and how to fit little pleasures for yourself into every single day. We're back. <laughs> Hello, we're back. Yay. Uh, let's see, Chris, how long has it been since we last podcasted? It's been a long time, but uh, it's a, a lot of, a lot of uh, material we're re-releasing and coming, not re-releasing, releasing for the first time, but a lot of backed up recordings. And we're really excited to get started here. And it feels like uh, the world's ready. Yeah. The results the- may vary again. We've taken a little bit of a break. And Tracy and I were both very busy and we have a, a big announcement today that we're really excited about. Yes, we are excited to announce that we have a new co-host, Katya Verison. Welcome Woo-hoo! to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. This is just such a great, I, I feel like the three of us coming together just adds another layer to what was already a really fun and exciting show for Chris and I to do, and then to introduce Katya and to have you really talk about the work that you do out in the world. Um, I was going to say when we're allowed to be out in the world. Um, Yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about what you do? So I'm Katya Verison and I'm an executive coach both in Silicon Valley and in New York City. And I work mostly with startup co-founders, senior executives, and investors. And Tracy and I met several years ago and instantly became friends. And one of the things that we had in common was this passion for design and, and and life design and realizing that anything can be created, anything can be designed for. And that's a big part of what I do in my work. And so that's why I was excited to join the podcast with the two of you. Thank you so much for agreeing. Yeah, um, one of the things that I that I love about life design and some of the ways we 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 think together is reminding people that they always have a choice, and and that's really the first step in designing anything in your life is whether um, someone. So often when I start working with clients, I'll do something called an energy audit. So I'll have them 
literally track from the moment they open their eyes to the moment they close their eyes, literally everything that they're doing. And, you know, getting ready, breakfast with the kids, commuting, going to work. I mean, just literally uh, segment by segment. And then we start looking at what, how much energy do they have? Is it low? Is it medium? Is it high? And the response I always get is, you mean I have a choice? You mean it can be different than this? Right. And so to me, the first step around designing is, is this idea of being very deliberate and understanding that you have a choice. It absolutely can be more the way you would like it to be. And you're just running experiments. And, and that's a very powerful tool in terms of each person reconnecting to their sense of agency and a sense of sovereignty. How much vitality do you feel that you have? So, you know, in terms of your body, aliveness, vitality, um, that some, some people call enjoyment buzz, like they're feeling, you know, <laughs> like an electrical current. Yeah. Then there's emotional energy, which is, are you feeling inspired or are you feeling drained? And then there's mental energy, which is, are you experiencing clarity and focus or confusion and this feeling of fog? And so they're, they're about these three very simple buckets and you can see where you are on each and then start playing with levers. So for mental energy and clarity, a lot of research shows that if we move, right, if we're working out or moving, we have more clarity and focus for up to two hours afterwards. So if I have a client who has to make a big decision, I am making sure that they've got some movement before, that they, they've got that level of clarity they're looking for. There's a lot of research around self-compassion, being kind to yourself as a way to generate more emotional energy. Hmm. Gratitude is another way to generate emotional energy. So they're very simple, very practical tools that don't take a whole lot of time that actually move those levers. And that's really love design. I love it. And I'm just thinking, Chris, you probably have experienced that as a, as an active person. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I also think it'll be really fun to unpack as we release new episodes is there is organizational structure in a way to that. So, so when I think of something as um, overarching as sleep, for example, is we could deprive people of a ton of sleep and they're going to feel the fog that Katya just described. They're going to feel a lack of energy that they just described. In fact, it may most likely have a significant effect on their mental states. They're not going to have the energy to move um, the way that we know will create a positive response. And so, so having um, helping our audience understand if there was a step-by-step or some basics to cover before you get to different parts that may be handy. And you might come at that at different ways, depending on who you are and what your personality is like. I've not worked with Katja as a client, but I know for certain that uh, with one experiment, I'm, I'm the person that'll go out and try to run like 50 concurrently and then get totally overwhelmed that there's 50 experiments going on. But <laughs> yeah. I, I told you to do three, you know? And then I'm like, it doesn't work. And she's like, well... I know it's not working to do 50 experiments at the same time. So, so just kind of simplifying that, I, mm-hmm. I can relate to getting overwhelmed with that. And I see a lot of people get overwhelmed with that. So helping people with like, okay, are you doing basic A and then basic B and basic C? And then now let's run one experiment in the C category, you know? Um, yeah, one small step at a time is, mm-hmm. is really... A lot of people 
um, want to, and, and there are different temperaments. There are some people who are incremental, one small step at a time, and then there are some people who want to do all the changes now. Um, there are different personality types that way. And, and knowing which one you are is very helpful, but typically, and it might be the French in me, I was actually born and raised in France, and, and there there's a very cultural sense around things being one step at a time and being paced and giving time to time. And I find that that creates permanent change. So we should all become more French. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So something very practical from a life design perspective is, is, um, you know, throughout the day, having little breaks, little things that add enjoyment. That's a very French thing. There's an expression called les petits plaisirs du quotidien, which is like little pleasures that are daily. We think life design is truly for everyone. We think this is not a, um, an act for a special group of people who are very privileged. What we want to do is unpack that again with everyone. And again, not claim to be experts in all categories, but yet use this as a forum to learn together and to experiment together and cross-fertilize the learnings as a group. Yeah. Design is democratic. And not only that, but humans are physiologically made to be creative. So Absolutely. each every one of us has that potential because it's, we exist. Mm-hmm. It's universal. So Katya, could you tell us a little bit about how you design your own life? So what is your approach? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I'm definitely, I, I do it. It's, that's why when we met, I was like, oh, there's a word for what I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm definitely very deliberate. Um, so when I wake up, I mean, I... I happen to be a morning person, so I do tend to wake up (laughs) in a good mood. (laughs) So whether I'm in a good mood when I wake up or not, the first thing that I do is, is I do move first thing in the morning. And so whether it's riding a bike or just putting on music and dancing, it's the first few moments of the morning. That's what I'm doing. I'm moving first. And then I, um, I have designed my life in such a way that I get to walk to the ferry and take a boat to work every day. So (laughs) it is very, very intentional. And I also make sure to have breaks during the day. They don't have to be long, but what I do between clients, so as a coach, it's all one-on-one. It's either over video or it's in person. But between the meetings, I will put on a song and dance or go around the block listening to music. Music is fabulous because it will uh, create dopamine as we, in our brain, as we look forward to our favorite moments in the song and during the favorite moments of the song. So it's very generative for us emotionally. Now, some of the life design I've been doing since we are in a more uh, constrictive situation <laughs> with working from home, yeah. as I'm an extrovert and I get energy by being with people, the minute I realized we were working from home, I started having dinners at night over video with different friends. And so there's that connection, there's that intimacy. And from a life design perspective, I realized, wow, it's really easy to do that because no one has to drive and find parking and no one has to cook for like 20 people. <laughs> so you're just, totally. You just press join and you're connected. And so it's playing and that's something you taught me Tracy and Chris you you and I've spoken of this is just running different possibilities and different experiments to see what works and I also do that with my clients as they tell me during their day oh breakfast with the kids gives me energy well we make sure that that is a special moment in their day 
Mm. And they're going to focus on that no matter what. Other things are draining and we'll start eliminating them. And, and that's also what I've done in my day. But part of the life design is playing around, noticing how you feel, getting the feedback as the both of you say, and then trying something new or sticking to what's working. Mm-hmm. So just like hot and cold. Like when we're kids, it's like if something is, you know, you're playing the game and people say it's cold, you move away from that spot and you go towards the thing that is hot. And just thinking like, is this thing working for me? Is it hot or cold? How is it making me feel? Do I want to do more of it or do I want to move away from it? Absolutely. And the key is actually about noticing. And then there's another principle I pay a lot of attention to called momentum. So things go from either bad to worse or, you know, good to great. And it's pretty neutral. It's like a domino effect. And so that's why first thing in the morning when I get up, I will move. So I'm increasing the joy very, very deliberately in order to get the momentum going in a certain direction. If I notice that during the day, there's a little bit of a slump, I'll notice it and then make a different choice. What's needed at this time? But the key in the design is really noticing where am I at in this moment? Because if you don't, then the slump turns into sort of the boulder rolls down the hill. And at that point, it's much, much harder to get back up. Absolutely. So that's one of the tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. And just having that sort of the scene set. If For me, it's actually as extreme as like if I don't kind of get the, if I don't sort of win the morning, it's really hard to recover. And so I've recognized that momentum, that sort of momentum cycle that you described. And then I've also noticed that the experiments, they tend to be better if they're about chasing something positive and new versus trying to restrict. We like comfort. We're all pretty lazy at the end of the day, and that's perfectly okay. And that, but you get energy when you find energy. And so if you're trying to restrict things like, don't do this, don't eat that, don't say this. During our restricted time here, we've been painting with my three-year-old daughter. And then we realized that you can send a postcard out of just about anything as long as it's four and a half by six inches. (laughs) Four and a quarter, four and a quarter. Sorry, post office. So um, (laughs) if it's that size, you can just paint it you know, write something on it and throw a stamp on it and send it to somebody. And so so we've just been grabbing those painting cycles. And so it feels productive. It feels like we're both doing something joyous as a three-year-old and dad and mom. But then it has this other purpose, which is to connect with friends through the mail. So it's those little, little things that, like you said, I like that. It's more technical speak, but sort of the the culmination of marginal gains. One of the things that I had noticed, well, I I called my aunt who's 90 and she lives in an assisted living, um, you know, center and it's, it's a nice place and, you know, she's independent enough and everything. And when we were talking, she said that, uh, that they weren't allowed to leave their rooms anymore. And, um, and I really, it struck me just how many people probably are sitting at home or in you know places like this where they don't have access, they're they're not allowed to go outside unless it's an emergency. And so, um, me and a couple of friends started a Facebook group just called uh, 8 a.m. Call Your Elders Party. So, and that was just thinking about oh, all these people have moved online now, doing dance parties and things with their friends, and that for older adults they may not be as you know, familiar with the technology or have as easy of access to even do a Zoom call or something. Uh, and so 
you know, what, what is something that we can do for them and keep them connected? And then having this Facebook page is really for the people who are doing the calling so that they can share their stories and talk about, you know, what they learned or their experiences or just the loved ones in their lives so that you have um, a reinforcement to keep doing this. And just to remind people, um, think about who in your life could you reach out to right now? Who could you who could want to hear your voice and actually, you know, make that a priority before you start your day? Mm. One of the things that um, both Tracy and Chris, you've taught me through all of your expertise on design thinking is looking at things differently and prototyping very easily. And that generates a feeling of, of power in the world. Mm. And that's truly a gift. Yeah, prototype is one of my favorite words because when you do get something quote unquote wrong, it's like, well, it was just a prototype. We were just trying it out no matter what it is, big or small. And the point is that it's either going to work or it's not going to work, but you want to keep pursuing it because the creativity itself is what's giving you energy. So you, you keep in that loop. And then ultimately I've kind of come to the conclusion that that's a perpetual life fuel source. That creativity is just it doesn't matter if that's work, relationship, parenting, business creation, mm-hmm. um, travel, like how whatever you want to manifest it in. Uh, that is to me what the key pillar of results may vary is this creativity as a fuel source, trying it out, not overthinking it, not underthinking it. It's like just put it out there and give it a go. Mm-hmm. And then reserving the judgment against it. And I think this is where it gets really hard is to be that beginner just feels like as adults just feels so um, inappropriate for people to try something new in a category they've never done anything in or tried to do a career pivot in something that they feel like they weren't cut out to or they didn't do 10 years of training for that and therefore they could never do it. You notice people that are just really creative, but don't, they don't accompany that creativity with a ton of self-judgment. Then yeah. you're, then you're a rocket, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and that, momentum loop that you just described, it's almost unstoppable. And that's a form of alignment. Um, From a coaching perspective, some of the things that you've said are just gold, you know, Uh, the question, you know, the coach in me is like, yes, when you continue and you keep moving, what that actually does is it gets you out of the fight, flight, freeze response. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as a society, we, and as people quote unquote, get older, whatever that means for people, um, there's a psychological way of freezing. Nature does not intend that. It's just societal programming. And so the ability of thinking of life as creative, creativity expressing, asking these wonderful questions of, you know, there's got to be an easier way or sooner or later I'll figure it out and keep moving forward does put you in that place of alignment. And sooner or later you get there or you get to something even better, right? Because yeah. When you're exploring, that tends to be what happens. Yes. Um, as a coach, I'm always looking at mindsets because they're literally everything. <laughs> as designers, you're about action. I'm like, mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and to make it easy for um, a mindset is like glasses. It's the lens through which you see the world. And everything you talked about, Chris, is just optimum um, mindset for alignment, you know, yeah, for being I- in that flow state. Yeah. Um, taking us back one step, we talk, we're talking a lot about creativity. And I think one thing through prior episodes, Tracy and I were unpacking is 
there's a big difference between sort of creative thoughts and then creative actions. And, but I think this move from creative thoughts to creative acts is a a big part of results may vary, like helping people move to that that next level. I'm sure a lot of people are going to hear creative things on this show and would love um, somehow to capture in our community that they're moving from thoughts to acts and then uh, acts going to the momentum builds that, that, Katya was describing earlier. Yeah, I actually, um, you know, I'm always trying to work on how to better communicate the work that we do and what is design, what do we mean by that? And I think right now what I've been working with is just crystallizing it down to two things. It's empathy and it's action. And you need both of those things in order to be doing design. If you- I also think that there's a superpower you both hold or, or people who have your background hold that because you're swimming in the water, you, you might underestimate, but it's like a magical superpower as far as I'm concerned, um, is, or maybe you're putting it in the bucket of empathy, but this ability to have no judgment, which is often lacking in other disciplines. And so I think that's where the magic comes in what you're doing is that it's 100% permission to try. I mean, what freezes a lot of people is the fear of getting it wrong, the yeah. fear of being judged, the fear of being shunned. And none of that exists in the design thinking work and philosophy that you describe. And to me, that's phenomenal. Yeah, I was going to say, when I was in uh, college, I remember they were starting this whole initiative around critical thinking, right? And I think that we've been taught how to think critically about things, analyzing it, seeing if it's right or wrong. Uh, But critical thinking is powerful, but so is creative thinking. And you need both. And we also try to do both at the same time, which leads to the inability for the creative mind to think as generatively, because we're trying to analyze it at the same time we're trying to create it. But the new ideas need time and space in order to develop and to be explored and then you put your critical lens on, well, is this right for my, for my life? Is this right for my business, the work, whatever it is I'm trying to do? Um, but giving each of them intentional uh, time and place to, to be used. I'll, I'll, I remember to an old project that uh, Tracy uh, is aware of and played some role in at IDEO was helping teach a bunch of people how to cook. Uh, with a with a famous chef named Jamie Oliver, and in the beginning we were just going out. We were just teaching people who had never cooked to make fi- chicken fajitas, and I too was not a cook. And so when we made chicken fajitas, it's like, well, that's not cooking really. I mean, that's that's just like assembling some food together. And when you get over it, you're like, yeah, okay, that's a meal. And I made that meal. Now I can make another meal, another meal. So you can see the trajectory between a very accomplished chef and the very first chicken fajita they made. (laughs) (laughs) But what you're illustrating, and you'd asked me a little bit earlier, Chris, in terms of, you know, defining creativity or, or explaining that one of the, again, because of what I do, what I often will tell people because we forget is, in this moment you're creating, and in this moment you're creating. And so when I think about coaching and life design, it's we are creating every single moment and most people forget. So I really define it in a very general way. And it could be as, what's the next thought you're choosing? What's the next breath you're taking? Uh, What are you going to choose to do in this next moment? And having the full agency of 
in each of these moments you fundamentally are creating. Yeah. So I take it really at that general level, but yeah. to give that level of agency for people. Yeah. And knowing, um, you know, to watch extremes of this is to watch people that are so good at something and they're rewarded for that, whether that's, you're a singer or a athlete mm -hmm. or, a, an, an entrepreneur. And then those folks who, when that part of their life is over for whatever reason, really, really struggle. Um, and just watching, uh, right now we've, we've all lived through this, um, global pandemic or we're, we're in the middle of it as we're recording this show, but we didn't want to make the show too much about that, knowing that the environment's changing really quickly. But you do see people coming out of this and those that appear to be coming out, um, sort of advancing are the ones that are up for learning, you know, trying, this is a moment to try something else out. That's new. It's there. I don't, um, I'm not making light of any hardships. I think people are going through a tremendous amount of pressure and stress and in some cases death. Mm -hmm. uh, but those uh, that are looking at this as this is a learning opportunity uh, because the, the world is going to be different. So let's learn what that new world will be and what things will come out. If you don't keep learning, like it's game over, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So really like this philosophy in terms of the lifelong learning aspect. And the, it's actually a great time to be a generalist. Um, mm -hmm. And partly it's a mindset shift. Certainly networks and things of that nature are very helpful, but the mindset is, is imperative. Yeah. What you're really talking about, Chris, is, is the growth mindset, which is absolutely that. And something I often say and remind people is the most flexible element in a system has the most power. It's a really important principle to recall. And so it's normal when there are constraints and when we're being forced in a situation that we have that first freeze. Mm -hmm. But once we start to get used to the new setup and, and start to breathe and get back to normal and go, okay, so what can I learn? What might be my favorite at this moment? What's one small thing I can do? Am I willing to let go of who I thought I was and start to explore? I mean, at this time, I have so many people saying, huh, this work from home thing, that's really working out for me. I never thought it would. And huh, I might be able to live anywhere and still do uh, work. And, and so, uh, or huh, I've always wanted to write this book or I've always wanted to, so I'm getting a lot of like, I've always wanted. Mm. And, and people thinking less linearly as they can only do one thing but more of a mosaic. I think as humans, we are, we are more than one thing. And so it's fascinating to me at this time to notice that as we're being sort of stripped away from our unconscious habits, that these other little dreams are bubbling up like I've never seen before. Yeah. It's interesting to me because I feel like, you know, change happens so slowly and, and then it doesn't right. <laughs> I feel like we'll have taken a 10 year leap forward um, where a few months ago, yeah, we would, we would be nowhere near this mentality organizations deciding that it's okay for their employees, those who can to be able to work from home or just to do things differently. So it's exciting. Chris, you were saying, you know, learning, always learning and thinking about, you know, what is this new world going to be and realizing that we have an active role in creating what this new world is going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Katya. Here. Yeah. Yay. Bye, guys. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. 
Want more? We'd love to have you participate in the conversation we're having about life design by joining our Results May Vary podcast Facebook group. That's where we'll share more tips, tricks, and inspiration, and where you can share your own experiments with fellow community members who also know and believe that we're all born creators, and every day is a whole new chance to create. Thanks so much for listening to Results May Vary.